0: Isaac, how do you feel about Sekiro? Shadows Die Twice?
1: It's one of the best games of all time.
0: Me too. Okay, well that was a good episode. We said something good about something for once. We can get the haters <laughs> off our back. <laughs> uh, no, uh, legit. No, here's the thing. I, I I talk about this a lot. I'm gonna go into this real quick, and then I'll let you do. Actually, you know what? You take you take opening remarks about Sek- Sekiro, and then I'll follow up.
1: Uh. From software made Sekiro. These are the people that made Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. All great games. And Sekiro's better than all of them. I agree. So, that should say something. Especially because Dark Souls changed gaming. We've been over this. Uh, every game is Dark Souls-like now.
0: Yeah. More
1: games need to be Sekiro-like. But I don't know if they can. Well, that's the There's thing.
0: All the games that try to be. Yes, all the games that try to be Dark Souls like fall short. And I just. And there is a game. I started to play it before I'd played Sekiro. was called like Woe Long or something. It's like a new game. And people are like, yeah, it's like Sekiro, but a little different. It's nothing like Sekiro. It's not a good game. It's very simple and easy and dumb. Uh, But I will say. That you, you liked Sekiro from the start. I remember you telling me about it for a long time, and the reason I started playing ADM is because you had beat you had gotten every achievement. <clears throat> and so I, I had initially played the game and I was getting my ass kicked. And I was like, this is too hard. I hate this game. And I quit. And now this is like this is my Dark Souls 1 story, but it, but over six months. And then I came back again, I said, No, I can do this. And I came in with a different mindset that is I'm not gonna you really have to come in with this mindset. I think if, well, maybe just for me because I'm insanely stubborn, but I was like, I can't just just fucking play it any way. I have to play it the way the game intends to be played. I have to learn the game's mechanics. And but then once you do, something clicks and it is just unbeatable.
1: Yeah, it's very worth learning. Yeah, it's a great system.
0: <clears throat> the the way you know what reinforced the thought process of like you should learn this is when. They have a New Game Plus, and I don't typically play New Game Plus in very many games. I could probably count the number of games on one hand I've played New Game Plus on at all, even, like, press the option. And when you first go through the game, the very beginning, it does the tutorial section, and then it just starts, you know, drip-feeding you some enemies, and there's, like, a mini boss enemy. It's not really a boss. It's just, like, a, a shogun or whatever, right? And he's, like, the first one that has, like, a double health meter that you have to take down. Right, And... The first time through, like, it took me forever. I might have even died to him, like, the first time playing the game. I was like, I don't get it. He's so strong. What's going on? And then when you do New Game Plus, like, I was like, this is child's play. I fought in so many harder things. I blasted through him with... But it was just with knowledge of the game. I was so comfortable with it at that time that I was like, oh, this is no problem. I can do this. So it's really... There is something. There should be, like, a fucking warning on, on the front page. And st- you know, games have, like, epilepsy warnings. This should say, like... Bro, you gotta fucking get in it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be in it. That's what you'd say on the main screen before you press start. <laughs> should, that's how they prep you. But that that being said, I I stuck it out, and like every step of the way, every boss, every boss that I thought was like super hard, it the afterwards, the feeling of winning is more rewarding than any than any other game. It's just like mastering the boss because they do something in this game which I really like and they really only do in other games on the highest difficulty settings and there's not really a word for it we need to invent one but you there's 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 like several fights where they just demand that you be perfect you just like kind of yeah. can't make a mistake in several fights you you can you can make it like barely but like to win to succeed you really have to like you can't like scratch your way to and claw your way to a finish line the way you could in dark souls where you like chip away at the guy's health and you're using estus and you're using buffs and debuffs and, and it's just like i can beat this guy i just have to do a couple of things i'll slowly chip his health down It's like with the posture meter the way it like it's you're on a clock and you can't take breaks and so th- that really takes away it adds a sense of urgency where instead of Like, oh, this is a war of attrition. I can beat this guy, but it'll take me fucking 20 minutes of slowly chipping away his health or doing this tactic or this tactic. It's like, if I do not execute the way they want me to and do it very well, then I'm not going to get past this point in the game. And I think that's kind of a big turnoff for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I found all the fights challenging, but they were all fun to do. Yes. Sekiro is like a rhythm game. And it's like, once you learn the song, not to be too poetic about the game be even
0: more poetic if you can
1: (laughs) i don't think (laughs) i can (laughs) but once you learn the fight it feels so rewarding to to counter everything the correct way
0: yeah and i know excuse me a consensus online is genichiro first time is like is like the the big bad of the game where it's like if this is where it's your true test, if you can't get past this, then you're in for it. This is like the big moment. I know a lot of people when I was playing it before and when I was playing it this time told me like, yeah, this is like the stopping point. People either get past this and they end up liking the game or they call it quits here, which I can see. But then also going back, it, it was funny because on New Game Plus, you you, you fight them there and then you end up fighting him another time in the game and so on new game plus you have the option of fighting him the very first boss fight like as the you're not supposed to win the cutscene after he cuts your arm off and right. I absolutely smashed it new game plus like demolished him and it wasn't like again you have you have added stuff but like he could very easily kill you there you get like some bonuses but not enough that really like matters like you're not doing like extra damage really at any point yeah you're just sort of like you know the systems of the game, you know what you're doing, and you know his patterns. And I just hit, you know, a lot of good parries, and I and I slayed him. You know, you only get one try to do it on that as well. So yeah. it was really, like, this cool moment to... to I got, like, another sense of satisfaction going back into New Game Plus and being like, damn, I really do... Like, I, I understand it now. I like it, and I'm good at it. and And that was, like, a super fun moment. It was, like, a reaffirming moment of, like... Oh yeah, like it, it it honestly like changes the entire perspective of the game. Like going in with the knowledge I know now is like it's a different game. You just it's you're prepared for it and you're fun. Every avenue of engagement is like a fun time where a lot of times like people people don't like challenge, I think, in video games anymore, which is the problem. Yeah. I will say Yeah,
1: there was a lot of complaints when when Sekiro came out about mm-hmm. like there should be an easy mode and there's that was a huge uh point of contention when it first released
0: yeah well that's what it's it's something interesting that they say where it's like it, it, i think it's because of the way culture around games has arisen where you know no for some reason no one's asking for easy mode on mario bros one and it's just because the only people that were playing it were people that wanted you know challenging games which is the only people that were playing games back then so that's what games were it was just like a challenging you know game it was a challenging thing So now people like unchallenging games have come onto the market. And for some reason, those people are the most vocal about how every game should be not challenging anymore. I'm not asking for hard mode on the Sims. So why are you asking for easy mode on Sekiro?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're all cowards. Like just play the game. Um, And uh, if you don't like it, just play a different game.
0: Exactly. If you, if you, just admit that you're a failure and you're not good at games if you can't beat it. Exactly. Just just own up to it. It's okay. Just you're a fucking loser and you're bad at games. But don't take that away from me. The challenge is what makes it. It would not be the same game without the challenge. Because it's, again, people talk about this being games being fair and stuff like that all the time. Sekiro never even approaches like an unfair point. In in the main storyline, like everything is just like like the very first thing is like yeah you can parry moves and then like every move that you can hit you like that comes out you could just parry everything like you could just fucking parry a, a giant hammer from a big fat sumo guy and you could parry a regular swordsman attacks you you could parry a dog jumping at you or a, a fucking wolf trying to bite you you know you could parry a monkey
1: yeah a giant monkey also yeah.
0: a monkey and a giant monkey and if you have a Special thing on your sword, you can parry magic t- ghost spells, which I found yeah, out can, after.
1: But you can just block everything, and if the more accurately you block it, the better you do. But it's that's something so that they do in games,
0: satisfying. it's extremely satisfying. It's the reason why it excels so much because you look at games now, and we've talked about this before, so we're not going to get into it too much. But like you know, the new Star Wars game came out the one with uh, the guy, the gay kid from Shameless, yeah, whatever it is. And the first one was bad. I, I quit. I quit playing it. Um, and then I saw I just like saw a clip of it, like someone was like doing the intro cutscene, and you're like he's like hanging from a rafter and he's like by his arms and he's like shimmying across it and there's like guards shooting at him and I'm like this looks like fucking dog shit, dude. Like this is just, he's just holding right. I was like, who who is playing these games? These people that are, are holding right for 15 seconds straight in an interactive cutscene, and then they're like, yeah, can we please get easy mode for Sekiro? I'm like what? What the
1: yeah, fuck, like, dude? Yeah, they all want to be Lara Croft. Yeah. Yeah. With long cut scenes.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, but it. I will say Sekiro got like a lot of awards and, and accolades, which I think is interesting because it is just so, it's a testament to it, its it's execution because a game that, that like that difficult, probably maybe because it came after Dark Souls and people were sort of eased into the difficulty standard maybe, um, but it got so many awards and it, it's, it is a really complete game there's very few things that I, that I went through in it that, that I questioned or that like bothered me. Um, and even when they did, I think I want to create a term for this. I think the things that bothered me is because it does expect excellence out of you so often, even in like typical, like not, not even just the bosses, but like even just on a random fight, you can just get rocked if you're not on at all points. So it sort of expects a lot of you throughout the entire thing and expects you to be at a high level non stop. So I think the only times I really got upset at the game was when I was like fatigued from having just you have you really can't like let off the gas at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's, it's a game that demands your attention. Other games will lull you to sleep. Yes. A bunch of Where holding right one screen, holding up in the next screen and they're like, hey you're you're exploring and it's like Can I fight people? There's always enemies in Sekiro or you can just teleport to where you're supposed to be going to, like there's very few, yeah, long platforming sections. <laughs> and also, sections where you press the R button to grapple across.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but here's the thing. There's always action. Here's the thing. One thing that throughout games, one travel mode has surpassed all other modes as the most fun, and no gamer has ever had a problem with it. And it's a fucking grappling hook. In every game that it's in, they're good
1: that's an absolute fact
0: there's it's they put it in the new halo infinite it was the shining achievement of the single player campaign the infinite grapple you could do so much cool stuff with it it was the only thing that really made me want to continue playing do you have a hook shot in zelda you have that grapple hook in just cause it's the entire crux of the game or whatever you have a grapple hook every game that has a batman every game that has a grapple hook they it's you're like this is fun it's the only mode of, like, it's the only non combat mode of travel that is fun for some reason. And it's just cool because you're swinging around. It's what everyone wants to do. We're all monkeys. We all have monkey brains anyway. There'll Every guy ball that ball plays ball. it, yeah. When I turn off, like, I beat, I beat Sekiro, I turned it off, and I said, damn, I wish I was like, the only thing to be better than this if I was like climbing around the trees in the jungle right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. And I go downstairs and eat a banana, and I pick a tick off my dog and eat it. <laughs> Uh, but no. So um, the
1: well, I can speak to uh how satisfying it is to learn. I beat Sekiro in uh 2019 when it came out on hand switch, Mm-hmm. or uh, not a switch, his PS5, or PS4, or wherever he had. But I still don't have PlayStation. So and this game was only on that. And then it came out on PC, and I waited for it to go on sale until it's been like four years since it came out, and I just beat it again, and I. I got all the achievements, like you said.
0: Yeah, you went but through and got every achievement.
1: My first playthrough this time, I beat Genichiro first try. And it was so satisfying that, like, all my knowledge of Genichiro, like, still carried over. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't beat him the first time, like, when he cuts your arm off.
0: Uh, you beat the... still, like, yeah.
1: relearning the game, because it had been years. But when I got to, like, the midpoint of the game, or, like, I guess the first act or whatever you'd call it. The first real boss fight where you can actually heal, because the very first time you fight him, when it's not a new game, you don't have healing gourds. Yeah. At all, you just have uh, you can have like three pellets, I think. So it's like really hard to beat him the very first time in a playthrough.
0: No, I, no one has legitimately beat him that time. No one's that good at video games. Yeah, I beat him.
1: That but time. but not, not uh, you never. Not no one has ever try. done it
0: their very first time. You don't yeah, understand the game. Yeah, yet. It's, no way it's like designed to if you do that yeah. you're you're the best video game of all time and no one's done it
1: yeah no one's the, that's the greatest achievement you can have and i don't believe you i think you'd like pre-studied
0: there's no you it's not right. possible the game is designed no so well yeah it's it's the only game of its kind no, there's no other game where the parry system is designed in such a way there's no like posture system in other games that that really could have prepared you for this in any sort of fashion it's that's why I think it's also frustrating to gamers. Like I have a lot of like game to game things that have become meta across multiple games. Where like, if I pick up a shooter today and I, it's on controller, left triggers, ADS, right trigger, shoot the gun. Right. I don't even have to look at the buttons. RB is probably fucking grenade. You click in the right stick to melee. You press a to jump. Right. Those are just like buttons that travel over. I don't know why it's always the same on everything. So if I pick up a new shooter, I have decent aim. I'm going to be able to just like wreck people off the rip. Like when we jumped in the split gate, I was just killing people. And, and I think that people that are, that do play a lot of games expect this from Sekiro when they're going to go, I think that's why they get that flack where they go, Oh dude, I've played fucking dark souls. I'll just pick this up and slay. And then they lose a bunch of times and they're like, yeah, it's the game's fault. Not me. They go, can we take this down a notch? Um, so, but I, I really like that. I mean, it's, it's innovating in that sense where it's the only game of its type. I don't know what the genre would be. Um, but but the, the the entire combat mechanic is fun. It's fluid, and my driving point for games. When I, I was talking about the the grapple movement earlier, because I hate fucking movement in video games. I just want to be doing stuff. I, I really don't think movement should really exist at all. Like when you and so and Sekiro is designed so well that like every point is like when you're grappling, it's not because they just threw in grappling sections and you're just like carelessly going. It's for like very specific map, well-designed map travel or like cutting yeah. around behind an enemy or finding a secret entrance or finding a secret item or 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 a specific way that they want you to move to the next section. But the movement is designed around the combat. And like you said there's tons of combat In the game, you're constantly fighting. And the cool thing about that is, again, every step of the way, even when you do new game plus, I did beat the fight you're not supposed to win because you have healing gourds and I was used to fighting him and shit like that. But then, like, I went to the next section and I died to the fucking ogre tied to a board or whatever. And I'd beat him my first time through. So, if you know what I mean? You would say, like, oh, I have no pro, I I should just mop him up. And he kicked my ass. So you have to be on every time. I just, like, something about that that's just... They expect a lot out of you, but then when you succeed, it feels that much better. And there's really no game doing it right now. And it's like that every step of the way. There's this, like... I don't know. What it, there's this thing where you would... You'll, you'll fail at something, and then... Even, like, when you get to the end, what was it? The Fountainhead place or whatever? I don't really yeah, like no, that place. No. That was probably my least favorite. But... Yeah. But like even still it's like there's these guys and they attack a certain way and then you get to a section there's like five of them you're like what the fuck do i do and then when you figure it out you're like oh this is actually like kind of easy i feel dumb for not figuring this out sooner and you and you beat it and then you beat it again in that section and then you lose a third time you're like fuck like like you gotta stay on you get you like you're you're you rest on your on what you've done so far and, and you take it you take a little bit off the top and then when you do that and they fucking take advantage of it. And it's like a game that keeps checking you like that. And it's such a wonderful experience.
1: Yeah. They, they do a great job of, uh, adding in mechanics too. Like the reason ganichiro is such a, a struggle for so many people is cause they fed you guys with swords. <laughs> they fed you guys with spears. So like they've given you different attacks where you need to learn how to Makiri counter for this mini-boss and like, you need to learn how to jump over sweeps for this mini-boss and like all this other stuff and then you have to learn Genichiro's attack patterns deal with all those mechanics that you've learned before and then on top of that that's the first fight with the lightning.
0: And he also has like a pretty brutal lengthy posture-breaking combo that you don't yeah. really have to deal with a lot from other guys until this point.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, Floating Passage they call it in the game.
0: Yeah, so he, he'll just like Fuck you up. You have to hit a couple of like actual parries, or else your posture mirror is just gonna fucking tank it. So, um, you and you're
1: just parry patterns, and then you also have to deal with all these other mechanics to react to, mm-hmm. and then they add another mechanic to react to for the. Very and it's final a
0: three point. stage like, boss.
1: Yeah, and he has high posture.
0: Yeah, he's a cool. He's a really well designed boss. He's like super awesome. It's super cool that they put him in, you know, in like the first. Third to one half of the game, it's like really neat that they didn't save like that. You know that is another thing too, where they when they expect excellence out of you, they, but they also provide excellence because you get to other bosses later. They're like, oh, this guy's like an even cooler boss. Um, yeah,
1: they have some amazing bosses. They the really all do. To me, and uh, it had no DLC that cost money at all. The only DLC they released was a boss rush section and an option to fight a boss. Anytime you want, from a bonfire, you could just go into a motor. You could fight a boss.
0: They did add that one. They did add that one. It is paid. Well, I paid for this. Okay, I paid for this DLC where Sekiro's naked, balls and cock out. They're huge, by the way. There's that mini game in the first segment where you it put my avatar in the game. You have to. It's don't worry about it. I thought you had played the DLC, but you didn't. Apparently, we played different DLCs for this game. I think you're going to a different we played different DLCs. so you know? i don't know where you get yours from i paid 50 dollars for this but um what, what was your favorite uh part of the game either level or enemy or or combo
1: uh Ishin, the final
0: boss yeah that's a good pick he was uh super cool um I, I, he's up there for like one of the best final bosses for me. I mean, you watched me do it on stream and it took me like an hour, maybe more to finally get through the entire segment and then beat him. And I was so excited. I like, I jumped out of my chair and I threw my fucking headset off and I was pumping my fists. It was such like a, a an epic feeling to overcome that. It was like, an amazing yeah. final boss fight for me. Cause you have,
1: you have to be so on like you were saying that yeah. it's, it's just a great place to be for so long and you just, like, build up all this tension and then you finally win. So here's the thing. So you have to be perfect to beat some of these bosses. And so what happened when you beat the final boss, you beat his first two phases. I think you might've got hit once or did you get hit? Not at all. I
0: don't think I did get hit at all. I'd have to go back and look, but that's it. You're exactly right. And the thing about that I, is it's, it's satisfying in such a weird way because you do have to be perfect. So I'm like, cutting it close and almost getting there and like almost getting there and getting further and further and then taking a step back and fucking up and, and making sure I need to be perfect. And then when you do it, I just like did not make a single mistake and you beat him so effortlessly almost that you're like, Oh damn, yeah. like what just happened?
1: Yeah. It, Cause when you're perfect, it builds up. Like if you keep parrying moves that they're like in a row, it keeps building up how much damage you're doing to his posture bit by bit and then you just hit this wave and you just never make a mistake and they die so much faster than you expect you're like oh shit the phase is over i didn't get hit yeah and i found that happening so often as i play i beat the game four times to get all the endings so i got i was just one just going through bosses without getting hit by the end and very that's uh what they have in uh in the boss rush, you have to beat a bunch of bosses in a row. And once you learn their weaknesses, you could do, like, quick kills on bosses. So you could just, like, do all the right. You could use uh, Mortal Draw and uh, Divine, What the, what is it called? Divine Confetti. Yeah. And all the, uh, the yamagachi's stuff to power yourself up. And you could kill a boss in, like, 30 seconds. Like, you can skip the first phase of the Guardian Abe.
0: That's pretty wild. I didn't realize that yeah that
1: it's that yamaguchi's it reduces your hp by half but it gives you this huge boost in posture damage
0: i think um i think for me my actual favorite point and this is gonna sound strange that part where you're going to gun fort and you fight snake eyes
1: Oh yeah, that's your favorite part of the game.
0: I so that was like where it really clicked. Snake Eyes was the one. He was like my Genichiro 2.0. Where I got to him, and I still was like having trouble parrying. I think I think I remember saying in that fight, like, "What the fuck? Why is my timing off? Like, why can't I hit this?" And I it took me forever. It took me like. 20 tries to beat that guy but I was so determined I was like I can do this it's not an impossibility there's really no like nothing stopping you from beating these people except for executing properly so I was like I can beat this I can do this right now I just have to fucking figure him out and you know on one hand it's like do I want to spend 20 tries on one mini boss figuring out his patterns and shit like that and I just said yes and when I finally beat him I was like This fucking rules like it. That was like another moment where the game clicked for me. I was like, I can go wherever I want as long as I tap in and I'm the best at this game. And then you have to fight snake eyes again later on when you go down to the swamp section. And I absolutely demolished him. So like my second time down. So there was like this moment for me where I was like, again, you get to Genichiro and you beat him. You're like, oh, that kind of clicked. And then, but it's sort of like, it doesn't like let off the gas, like I said, but you don't really have like another check like that. But for me, I couldn't beat this guy. He's like a gun and he does a ton of damage. And I probably wasn't supposed to be there at that point. And there's like a run up to him and this and that. And I was like another thing, like I wasn't, I just wasn't used to it. And then if, when I beat that, it sort of put me over the edge and I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Just gotta fucking learn it and do it, and then yeah, you fight snake eyes again in a. I think it's it, it must be the same. I don't know if it's the same person or not. I don't know how it works, but you go into like a the the lower sections or whatever, and there's like a kind of swampy area, and you go down there and there's other snake eyes, and I beat him the first time just because I had known his patterns, I knew what he's gonna do, I knew when to block and when to move and everything, and so that was like for me looking back, I liked Ishin a lot. It was a super fun fight. I love it. It's definitely like way up there, but. I had a that similar moment, like again with Snake Eyes, but it was like earlier, and it was like this check for me. Where I was like, "Dude, you just fucking, you just gotta be better." It was really like a get good at the game, and you will succeed. I know it sounds dumb, but a lot of games
1: don't care if you're good at them. Yeah, the thing. So, it's like, it's worth saying.
0: Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I mean, I I would urge everyone to play it. I, I really think it is an incredible game. It's it's like it's definitely up there for me. After playing it there's I don't I don't have a lot of games on my in my top list and very rarely will I play a new one and say this needs to be up there. But Sekiro is like a really complete game. One of the only games I've ever and I'm a harsh critic. One of the only games I've ever even touched new game plus on um at all and I played it like immediately. I beat it and I was like I just want to like keep playing Sekiro like I need more of this. I've never like a lot of games i I'm like yeah, I'm ready for it to be done, you know. Like can we just like I get Halfway, three quarters of the way through, I just skip everything and then just blast through like the main section. Like I just want this to be over. And for Sekiro, I beat it after even that hard fight, even spending an hour fighting the final boss, and then I just turned it back on. So let's just—I kind of want more of this. Can we do it again?
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if cement from software to me. It's like who who can compete with these guys?
0: I mean, how do they even come up with that stuff? Right? It's yeah, like,
1: like it's all brilliant.
0: Everything's they
1: perfectly executed.
0: It's one of the only people I trust. Like, they know what they want to do, and they really, like, make good games.
1: Yeah. Now they're coming out with, like, Armored Core 6 or something.
0: Yeah, I've never played Armored Core in my life, but I'm considering getting it.
1: I'll definitely give it a shot just based off from (laughs) software.
0: I saw this picture the other day, and I wasn't sure if it was, like, a joke or not, but it was, like when the Armored Core enthusiasts come back out, and it was, like, a bunch of people playing, like, one of the, I don't know, one of the earlier Armored Cores, like, two or three or something like that, and they hold the controller facing away from them. What the fuck? I don't know if it's, like, something that the people were doing when they were playing Armored Core back then. I don't know if it's, like, got a really insane control scheme or something, but they had, like, the buttons facing away from them, and there, there was people... I, there were several pictures like this, so I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was really interesting. I'll have to look it up, but... So yeah, I, I trust them implicitly to make any game. They really take like the the the, the I don't wanna say they take chances, but like the the avenues that they go down in their in their gameplays, like it's it just highlights the gameplay. And no one else is really doing that. Like I said, they're putting in fucking interactive cutscenes and they're putting in stupid boring ass travel that no one gives a shit about. This is like you have an instant teleport to the area you wanna go and then it's just full on combat and good combat. And also, let's not forget, they do have incredible set pieces. The part where, again, we've already mentioned spoilers, but the part where you finally get to kill the fucking snake, dude, I legitimately said out loud at the time, I was like, this might be the best game ever because... You want to talk about interactive cutscenes and set pieces. It's like this is the best it ever gets. It, it built it up over the entire course of the game. The snake, you have to you have two interactions with it earlier. It's extremely deadly. There's nothing you can do to it. It fucking kills you instantly. It's gigantic, and you have to sneak around. And then the third time, when you get to this fucking back path, you're above it. You don't realize either. The way that they introduce stuff like this, obviously it's got that cool you know, Dark Souls feeling where you walk out onto a cliff face and there's just a giant majestic view and the graphics are incredible and you're just like in a fucking mountain in Japan, in fake Japan somewhere, and it looks amazing. And then so you come out of like a cliff opening, you step onto a plank, you're like, why is it leaving here? At this point in the game too, you're probably like three quarters of the way through the game or more. I'm not even sure if you have to kill a snake. I don't think you do.
1: You don't have to kill a snake.
0: And so you're like, you're like looking around because every part of the map has like led you to something before. It doesn't really go to a dead end and you don't really have to turn around very often. There's usually like something you could find or a way to advance. So you go to it. You, op- a cave opens up. There's a little cliffside. You walk out onto a plank. You look around. There's nothing up. There's nothing in front of you. There's nothing to the side. You look down and there's just the fucking snake sitting there. And I just jumped. dude. you take a leap of faith? the, the, the kill, Bead appears on his head, you fucking have an insanely cool kill, and then you're standing there as he's writhing, and literal blood rains down on you, and then you're covered in blood for a while. You know, it's
1: extremely elite. It's like the greatest moment. It really is.
0: To have that as a freaking.
1: I thought that might be the weakest part of the game, because it's like you have to be stealthy and sneak around Mm because the snake is trying to kill you, but. Uh, it's very short, thankfully. So if you don't like that, you don't have to sneak past the snake for very long.
0: Yeah. It is and a that, super... I don't
1: think it's poorly done. I think they do a good job.
0: Yes. A lot of games have a very similar, like, component, and it sucks balls. But not only is, like, the stealth good in this game, because all it is is just crouch walk, and it's actually a pretty good speed, which is cool. Like, you going to do stealth in Metal Gear, you have to fucking crawl around your belly like a dumb piece of shit. But, um... It's, like, it's it's quick, but then also they do these things, like, the the way that they do their set pieces, you want to talk about set pieces in games, there's, like, several points when the snake is chasing you, when you finally get into, like, a rock face or something, and, it, and he can't chase you, where he, like, slams his head into the opening to try and get to you, and it's, like, it was, like, legitimately terrifying, I was afraid of this giant fucking snake, because That's they... Like he, it's loud, and he's shrieking, and the walls are shaking, and there's rocks falling down, and it's like, and he's like, very animalistically slamming his head into the wall, and so that's like the first thing you have with him, the first setup, and you're just terrified little dude against a giant snake, and there's another one where you have to go through the cave to get something. I actually don't know if you have to do that the second time as well. That might be. yeah, so you really only have to see him the one time. So it's very interesting that they put stuff in that you do not have to do, but it has such an incredible build up. You, the second time you face him, you go through this cave. Oh, actually, maybe you could shed some light on this for me here. There's like, do the, you know what I'm talking about? The second time you go through the cave and you get to the end, and there's like a little monkey there, and then you he's like guarding that temple. Yeah. How are you supposed to get past that? Because I just jumped up and he hit me once, but then it didn't knock me off the cliff, and then I just ran past him.
1: Yeah, I, th- I saw that on your. Uh... Dream. I could not I was, figure out how to get past him. I was like, I was like, oh, damn! I didn't know you could just do
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, you, I was like, you got so lucky that you didn't die. Yeah, uh, to
0: I know, because it, it did kill me the one time. There's a couple
1: of ways you can do it. Uh, another way you could do it is if you use the Mist Raven prosthetic that lets oh. you like teleport when you take a hit. You can. I've never used that. It. But the intended way is to use Puppeteer on the monkey. And he'll jump up and make a bunch of noise, and the snake will jump across and eat him, which, and that's in a different direction. And that gives you mm. an opening to grapple up and get in and get the fresh
0: surface. So I didn't have puppeteer at this point. So I would just kill the monkey, and then I'd be like, okay. And then I just grappled over to him. And the one time I got, like, my body just didn't slide off the thing, and I had just enough time to run past him. And then I was like, yeah, I'll find out the way to do that later, but <laughs> I never did. <laughs> Yeah, so like that's a super cool segment. He, You have to sneak past him twice. You have to obviously do that part. And then the next time you see him, you just get to fucking kill him. And it's this culmination of something that was like, you didn't expect it, because why would you? He's just been a terrifying monstrosity blocking your path several times. And then you get this incredible, awesome, like, you know, power fantasy moment where you fucking kill him, but you also do it in a super cool way where it, like, takes the camera in a very awesome angle and you run your blade through his skull and you split it and you and you cut him open and the, the giant snake is writhing in pain and he's wrapped around a rock and, and then he, it literally rains blood and you get covered in it. And I was like, there's really no better cutscene. That was the moment where I was like, god damn, this is a fucking cool game. They let you kill the snake after all the trouble he put you through and they do it in fucking incredible fashion.
1: Yeah, sometimes like that and the other dope thing about like those kill moments all of them throughout the game with all the bosses is you would think killing someone twice would be like why am i killing this guy twice instead it's really cool because oh like, yeah you stab him and you do like a cool turn and then you fucking dash at him and you cut his whole goddamn head off or whatever yeah You always do something extremely awesome something also very cool about your character is when you kill like a regular enemy you're like go-to ways to stab them in the throat which i really like yeah <laughs> like if you they'll kill a guy. You'll like grab him by the shoulder and lift him up and line the, the katana up to his throat for a second and then just push it through. It's insanely brutal. Yeah, they did just, like really
0: murder everyone. It's super cool. It was like someone again. The guy doing the animations like it could have been this corny animation like from an anime where you like slice a guy once across the chest and he falls down. And someone was like, no, dude, just put the blade through his throat. And they're like, yes, very yeah. cool. Go animate that right now.
1: Yeah, it's just so, uh... You feel extremely powerful when you're good at it. It reminds me of Devil May Cry 3. And maybe the new one has this. There's There's a style for Dante called Royal Guard, where you can just press the style button, circle, usually. And it's just block. But if you get it perfectly, you build up this crazy meter, and then you can expend all that meter to do a ton of damage. And it feels like that, but instead of it being like a style that... Like, you have to choose between that and Air Dash or whatever the fuck it was in Devil May Cry 3. It's just, that's your block button. Like, that's just yeah. there all the time. And I always really liked Royal Guard in Devil May Cry 3. The game reminds me a lot of Devil May Cry 3, even though your attacks are very limited. You kind of just swing your sword. Yeah. So you have a bunch of extra weapons you can use.
0: You really do just kind of swing your sword. You don't really get like a single combo. And you have you have attacks you can cycle through, but you really are just like spamming RB and he'll just like slice at them. Um, so it is weird. I, I you, You're right where it, it does liken a lot of that Devil May Cry vibe. but It is sort of a style fighter. It's just a different type of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, going back for one second, they, you know, a lot of people, they they champion weird stuff in video games. I bring it up to you all the time. Like, someone posted a video of, like, the Last of Us remake, and Joel's, like, walking over a carpet and it, like, crumples under his feet the way a carpet actually would. And I was like, I couldn't give less of a fuck. This game was made for interior designers or something. Oh, man. And I was like, they're
1: like, oh, look at the detail. Yeah. They're like, Like,
0: oh, the realistic. carpet detail when you walk through this broken house that you're in for 10 seconds and I was like you know you know what's cool when the when there's 25 different kill animations in Sekiro and you don't even see all of them because you're not cool enough to get all the kills yeah like there's sometimes like ones that would just be like popping up that were very neat I've killed a guy in a different way that I've never killed him that way before I was like oh I've never saw this animation until right now The, the guys that wear the purple like robes and they like they they like do the they do the ishin overhead stab at you or whatever when you first it's like when you're on your way to Genichiro. they're like the Ashina warrior dudes you like you can kill them obviously regular with a regular death blow from breaking their posture you can do the behind death blow you can do the makiri counter death blow i think to them and then i one time i was doing something like i might have like i don't know why but i got a different death blow and like they're cool like he he like you know the McCurry counter. You'll step on the blade, and then you like if it's if it's for a death blow, you like he like grabs their head and comes from behind them and fucking stabs them in the neck. And when it's and when it's the regular death blow, obviously you, like stabs them through the chest and then across the head, it cuts their fucking head off. Or whatever. There's there's like so many different ones, and it's like I appreciate that I don't have the same you know kill thing every time because why not focus on the animation you're going to see a thousand times throughout the game be cool and varied and and you never get sick of it. Instead of yeah, I couldn't give a shit how the the paper walls break when I cut my sword through them. I don't care if they dissolve in a pretty way. I don't give a fuck. But I do think yeah, it's cool there. that yeah, that you have a million cool fucking killing animations because it's the one it's a thing you see nonstop throughout the game. Oh, another thing about games that I really love about Sekiro is I hate games that have like lag on their moves, like real bad lag, like, when you swing a, like, that's the only bad part about, like, you play Dark Souls, and you have, like, a big sword, and it's, like, there's this big lag between swinging your sword and shit like that, Sekiro, like, you could jump and slash, and it takes a fucking second, and there's not really, like, landing lag when you come down, like, just, just briefly, you know what I mean, they don't, they don't tack on all this landing lag, and you could jump in the air and, and throw one of your, uh, shinobi prosthetics and it takes no time you can use it at the push of a button and it just goes off instantly and everything is like that it's like you just press the button and it just works and it goes quick and it's this very fast-paced thing and i just it, it's such a to me it's so premier to have that because there's so many games it's like it's, you know, i talk about it in apex all the time it's like you want to throw a fucking grenade in apex you press the d-pad right you pull a grenade out and then you hold the trigger and you cock your arm back. And it shows a line of where the grenade's going to go. And then you throw it. And there's like a delay between the animation of when you throw it and when you actually go back to pulling out another grenade. And you need to press another button to fucking pull your gun back out. And there's an animation switching back to your gun. And they're not quick. It's not like the original Halo where you just press a button and you have another gun out and you can shoot instantly. It's like they're for some reason they're like, you know what people love? Standing still while the enemy shoots at them while you, where you're switching guns like a fucking degenerate. <laughs> no one likes that, so I was like, I, "I'm I'm so glad that I there's a game to play because I'm fucking sick of games. There's so many games of this. Like I don't want to sit around and wait for dumb bullshit. I like to press the button and instantly throw out a shuriken or a firecracker, or a flame or whatever the billion things you could do." Oh, you know what I thought was funny too? To uh, to prepare for this, I watched this guy's video and he was talking about how he he likes the difficulty in Sekiro and I thought it was very funny cuz I consider myself an elite gamer, right? I consider myself a better gamer than a majority of gamers. And um, there was a part in his video where <laughs> he was like he's like, "Oh, some I I can't remember what he's talking about exactly, about like the difficulty versus like Dark Souls." And he's like, sometimes in the game, they really make you do certain things. Like when you fight that, who is that guy that does the the, the magic spells that you saw me fight? The, the Shichiman Warrior or whatever?
1: Yeah. Whatever yeah, his Shich- name is. Yeah.
0: Shichiman Warrior, whatever it is. He was like, fighting him and he was using the umbrella hat thing and he's like or when you get to the to the you warrior and, and you're basically forced to use the umbrella hat and i thought it was so funny that this guy thought his only method was to use the umbrella hat and i the the only two times i've beaten that warrior i did not realize that i could use divine confetti and it took me like a half hour to beat him and i just thought that was <laughs> the way you did it and i did it, i yeah. beat him i beat I, him without I, that i beat him with no with no bonuses or items or anything twice because I thought that was the way you did it and I just figured out a way to run around his attacks I was like this is very hard (laughs) but I was like well at this point I was so bought in on the game I was like yeah they just made a very hard optional fight I'll just go ahead and do it and then you were like yeah if you use um divine confetti he takes more damage and you can block all of his projectiles I was like I didn't do that and I still (laughs) beat him but it was very funny to me to watch this very popular YouTuber say, "Yeah, this is the only way that you can do this," and no one gave him any pushback in like any of the comments. That's the funniest thing I think of all time. Every time I see like a hot, I have a hot take about a game, it's never what anyone else's is. They're always like, they're always like complaining about stuff like that. Oh yeah, I hate how you have to use the the hat against this guy. I was like, I di- I didn't even I probably didn't even have that weapon at the time, and I didn't use it once, and I beat the guy without that or divine confetti. I just beat the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, the umbrella. Here's the thing. I I don't think I've ever used it. I think I tried to use it against the Demon of Hatred, the optional boss. Yeah. But it was just like clunky and I didn't know how the fuck it worked, so I don't really use it at all. I was like, why would I use that umbrella to block? I'll just block better. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah.
0: You so know, it's that, the umbrella is kind of like easy to... mode. You can just have it out. Like, if you press the button, it uses... What are those things that you use to Shinobi prosthetics? The, the resource?
1: The spirit Emblems. Spirit yeah. Emblems. I have like a max of 20 of them. So
0: you would like press right trigger or whatever to use it. And if you held it down, you would have the helmet out at all times. And then if you just pressed LB while you had the helmet out, it would just use two Spirit Emblems to do a block. But the timing was really easy and you wouldn't lose posture. So it was basically like if you had Spirit Emblems, it was like an easy way to cheese a round of a boss. I just never yeah, used it either because I'm... I didn't care.
1: I've seen people use it, um, watching people do, like, damageless runs of bosses. Yeah. And, like, for Ganichiro's Floating Passage, there's two of them that I've seen discussion, I've seen people arguing in the YouTube comments of these videos saying, you can't parry these, one of these hits in this Floating Passage. And, uh, it's not true, I've done it before, but it's just really hard. I can't do it consistently. So, the... These people that do these, like, speed runs and challenge runs of the boss fight will use the umbrella for those two hits. Like, they'll just pull the umbrella out. Every yeah. every time that he does floating path, they'll pull the umbrella out so that they can go damageless or whatever the fuck.
0: I am... I Again, I was so... I'm the same as you. I was like, well, why would I use this when... Like, I feel like... I was like, if I use I, this... What's up? I didn't use it a single time. I used it a handful oh, of times. Okay. But I remember... It was like when I, my posture was all the way up, I would just pull it out to like block a couple attacks so I didn't break posture and die. But again, at, there was a point where I was like, yeah, well, A, uh, I could just parry better and I won't have to use it. And B, uh, I felt like if I relied on it too much, it's going to make me worse at the game and I didn't want to lose my luster, so I just didn't use it.
1: Yeah, it's great that you don't have to use it because then you can...
0: You don't really have to use it. Any Shinobi prosthetics. Pretty much every single one that I used, someone would be watching me in stream, and then they'd watch me do a fight, and then afterwards they'd go, yeah, you should have this prosthetic. It makes that way easier. And I was like, oh, I had no fucking clue. I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, you don't have to use any of them, I don't think. No,
0: I never did. I was like, I mean, I used them from time to time, but I really, one, honestly, my favorite was like the fucking shuriken. I would just throw it at people, and it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it would kill dogs in like one hit.
0: Yeah, uh, killed a lot of stuff in, in one hit, but it would also, like, fuck up bosses. Like, when they were... It's definitely underrated. Even, like, in Ichiro at the end, and Ishin, they'd be, like, running at you, and you could, like, throw it and hit them a couple times with the shuriken, and I'd be like, this is actually not bad. You can keep their posture up, like, when it starts ticking down, you can get some more damage on it and shit. Um, I didn't really... They do a good
1: job um making... Every enemy does have a weakness against, like, prosthetics of yeah. some kind. The Snake Eyes guys, guys are weak against the short sword cause they... so you can poison them. Yeah, with it every time.
0: I mean, so, they like, added a, a, those are all very cool. It's another thing in the game that I love where the power ups they give you are very cool and uh, it gives you a reason to explore. Because, uh, what was I? T- there's a game I talked about before where you'd like explore and you get to the end of a even like Elden Ring, you, you get to like the end of a fucking dungeon and I'd get like a magic spell and I'd be like, yeah, I don't really want to explore anymore because I'm just finding items for builds I don't use. But in this, yeah. you never get anything other than your main weapon. And all the Shinobi prosthetics, it's like, oh, I'd get an upgrade material for the the axe. Let me try it out. Oh, now it burns people because I found this cool thing. So they were all neat, but it was like, it was like you don't need these, but they are cool and they can make some things easier. And I, I guess the axe is required. I don't know if the axe is required for a couple of enemies. Can you beat the shield enemies without breaking their shield?
1: Yeah, if you're much stronger than them, you can. If you have more attack power than you would normally have, yeah, and also uh they can to like bait out their shield bash, and they, and you can deflect their shields, and yeah. that'll deal posture damage to them.
0: <clears throat>
1: so like you can kill them just by blocking, but you have to bait out their attack. So I think you have to like attack their shield until they try to hit you, and deflect it but you only have to do that a few times and will die.
0: They also add, like, the... What are the skill trees that you, like, learn abilities on? Those are fucking cool, too, because you get the passives and the regular... I can't remember what they're called. The... Uh, esoteric arts. Esoteric arts, correct. So there's, like, a one that I learned that's where you get the... Uh, again, you could probably do the game without learning a single esoteric art. They're definitely helpful, but I'm not sure anything in the game is really needed. Um, but a cool thing is you get the a lot of it felt like what would be a cool thing to have in game and they're like what about if you have a mid-air death blow and they're like yeah just put it on the esoteric thing art chart and then some people if you're both in mid-air and you just press the attack button you can just get a death blow and it's rare but it's like and there's like a couple of enemies that I think they designed you to use it against but there's like it's just very cool to do it's just a cool thing. Like, there's no reason to have it in the game. Like, upgrade things are... And we say it a lot, too, but there's a lot of games that are like, oh, yeah, this upgrade piece is plus 2% to this, this skill. I'm like, this is like... You'll never notice this, and it's it's intangible and boring. And then the upgrade thing that isn't even needed in Sekiro is just a cool thing. It's like, yeah, if you're both in midair, you can just kill them instantly. That's neat.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. And there's, like, mini-bosses that it works against. Uh-huh. Like, you can do it to the Men Warrior...
0: Oh, I they have an attack
1: them. where they they jump up in the air and they, like, spray. They, like, float around, yeah. Death goals at you that are purple. Mm-hmm. And when they're doing that, if you, you need Divine Confetti up, but if they're doing that and then you jump at them, you can just kill one of their health bars for free.
0: That's really dope.
1: And also the guy that throws lightning at you in uh, Fountainhead Palace.
0: Oh, yeah. You still, if you're close enough.
1: Still, he's well, jumping up the charge of lightning. You can just dash at him, and jump, and... That jump one's... It. Only with one health bar too.
0: that one's especially cool because it's usually way more beneficial to do the lightning counter once you learn how to do it especially because the guy in fountainhead is usually surrounded by people when he does it and you could hit all of them with lightning when you retaliate it so to even have that as a thing on him is like this is just for if you're like trying to flex and have a good time that's like such a cool thing to add in you know like why would they program it in that you could do the death blow on him it's so rare that you would even want to
1: yeah, so few enemies jump, but when you get to Fountainhead, a lot of them jump. Yeah. And so you can just fuck all those enemies up with the midair air Death Blow. They also... It's cool with Mid-Air Death Blow because you have to buy that from a shop. It's not like on your trees.
0: Yeah, all. it just like adds It'll... it as a thing that you've learned.
1: And combat arts are also very cool, but you don't really need to use those either. Like, I think you used uh, Ichimonji the whole time.
0: Yeah, once I got it, I used Ichimonji in the double one. Um, I was just using yeah. like Whirlwind before that. The only reason I didn't use them is because, again, I was just like scared to die, and I was like, I don't want to commit to any attacks. I just want to attack you and parry. It's a testament to how good the core gameplay of the game is, because I was like, I don't want to use these because I can just beat them if I attack and parry well enough, and I don't want to use these abilities. Yeah, you would
1: just use Ichimonji for like a big punish opportunity. That's not boss. And that's, awesome. Man, that's- Dope because like I feel like that's what that move is for. It's like, it's like oh, here's your kind of a charge up attack. Go ahead, use it during a big punish window. It makes sense. But the rest of them are all if you want to explore and use them, they're there and they're all interesting and useful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did Some use. Of them are just cool looking. I did use Mortal yeah. Arts. I think is that the one with the blade, the red blade thing. That oh, one Mortal was Draw, pretty. Yeah. yeah, Mortal Draw. That one was pretty devastating. I used it a handful of times, but it's slow. And I was just my mindset is just like. If I'm going to use something slow, I'm going to use as a punish. And every once in a while, I would get a lot of value out of ichimonji because every time you would hit, even if they would block your blade with it, it would restore posture. So sometimes I would just let it rip, and then the enemy would have to block it, and I would get some of my posture back in a tense moment, which was elite. And that's another thing um, about the combat where it's like, when it gets to this point where your posture is about to break and like theirs is about to break, or they're just like hammering you with attacks, and you either have to A, fucking parry perfectly, or B, try and run away. Or a secret third option where you just keep attacking and hope that for the best, but um. Yeah. yeah
1: but <laughs> if you play, if you play defense, what I love about the game is if you play defense, it's just as strong as playing offense a lot of the time. Yeah, if so you can hit a parry, yeah. Yeah, I've had times where it's like I have no HP left, and I'm at full posture, but because sometimes I don't know if you notice this, but if it's like a strong attack you can deflect it. And you still take posture damage, but you'll never get your posture broken if you deflect it. So you could be have full posture and no HP, and as long as you're perfect, you still won't die. Yeah. So you would just get in those situations where it's like, well, I have to be perfect now, or I'm dead. Yeah. Well, I get exactly. I'm like, if I, if I keep defending perfectly, he's dead. Exactly. And it's like super close. It's, it's a, super fun. It's
0: a, that's such a great moment. As we were talking about earlier where it's like, if you, you, we have that moment in the blink of an eye where I go, fuck my posture is full. I can see him about to do a multi-combo attack. I either like run away, try and reset, or do whatever, or do I just fucking commit to parrying this, and I can probably break his posture back if I get a couple of them good. i found myself a lot of times going, I could deflect this, and just committing to doing it, and and then sometimes deflecting it, and it's one of the best feelings in the world, where you hit two of them, and then he gets the death blow dot on him, and you pull it off, and I'm like, dude, that was so fucking incredible. That was, like, amazing.
1: Yeah, they do a great job with with everything in the game, really. I yeah. don't think it has any real weak parts at all. No. I love stealth games as well, and you could play it very stealthy. Like, if you find the the parts in between the bosses hard, like, if you find a particular part hard, it's like, the way Dark Souls is designed, where it's like, if you find Dark Souls 1 a little bit too hard, well, play a magic build and just shoot them from really far away, or use a bow and arrow to, like, snipe one enemy at a time and draw them and fight them one by one by, like, abusing the point where they turn around. Like, you can make the game as easy as you really need it to be at the end of the day. The way you do that in Sekiro, is with stealth. If you know the enemy layout of an area, you could sneak around and just stealth kill the whole zone. Like that very first boss you mentioned at the beginning, the like warlord guy that you fight mm-hmm. for the first time, and then you could sneak around behind that guy and get a stealth kill and take out a whole life bar
0: for free. Yeah. You do that with a lot of people, surprisingly. There's very few enemies where you like walk into a room and they aggro you. There's there's like a lot where you can go in and, and get a stealth kill off. And it was very satisfying. Um, I remember even... Going back, when you do the tutorial, you like sneak across a cliff face and you shimmy around, and then you jump up into a room, and uh, the and it's, it does a cutscene, and then you walk out of the door. And when you go back there later, there's like a guy up there with a spear. It's like a specialty mini boss guy. And if you sneak in the same, instead of running up the hill at him, there's like a bunch of enemies along the way, so you have to kill a couple, but then also not be seen by him. Um, and if you sneak around and go back up the same way, he's just standing with his back to the door. And if you come back out the same way and you have the patience to do it, you get a free. You know, uh, death blow on him and you take away one of his health counters right away and that was how I ended up beating him. It was very useful Um, and you actually remember and this actually goes back to when I was talking about snake guys when I was fighting him and you were saying like yeah if you just run away he'll go back to his spot and you can sneak up from behind where you're not supposed to be and get a death blow and I was like yeah I'll just not do that and I just kept fighting him. (laughs) I was like I don't want to.
1: Yeah those guys are hard man.
0: I like now I like him dude. I got
1: I started going through and I was like oh man I'm just gonna sneak past everybody and kill all these guys from behind Cause I'd, I'll, I'd, at my later playthroughs I'd sprint through the whole area I'd like go right past her and then go over the cliff or, and cross the bridge where they're shooting at you and then go to the next uh, bonfire thing yeah
0: the bonfire and then I would... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah well <laughs> Dark Souls is poisoning our
0: fucking minds dude <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's definitely a bonfire. Every checkpoint is a bonfire. But this game is very differently played from Dark Souls, which is so... I thought it was so solidifying of a game for from software because they made a game with the same, like, satisfaction from beating a boss, but I think even better, and they made it in a totally different way. It's like they looked at Dark Souls and they were like, well, this game is like the original Dark Souls especially, where it's like, well... You're walking around with a shield, like most people are just walking around with their shield up. Sword and it's board, an oriented, yeah. Oriented game it's Like you're rolling around, and or, or you have a your shield up, going around every corner, and they were like, "Let's make an offensive focus game," and I think they did it beautifully. I think it,
0: I don't know if I'll be able to to no. go back to a Dark Souls or Elden Ring style game where it is so measured and calculated and slow and half of the boss battles. Are you like standing still waiting for him as he's like plotting up to you about to do like a big attack and you're like, you know, taking stamina damage when you block it with your shield. And I was like, I don't know if I can go back to a game like that. Sekiro is such a masterpiece and so well-crafted and so action packed and action oriented. That's like, I, I love those games. I still think they're good games. It's like, so I don't know. Like I've, you know what I mean? I've, I've sort of uh, spoiled myself by playing it and becoming so enamored with it i'm like i'm sure i will be able to go back to him when i play it but right now with the taste fresh in my mouth i don't know that i'm i'm like i'm like anti-dark souls for for just this five seconds but um it's like i don't know man like thinking about it is like you know what i mean you like go, think about like the fucking bell gargoyle or or think about margit dude like imagine going back to that fight after doing Sekiro, any fight, any name any boss in Sekiro dude. Imagine going back to Margot after fighting Genichiro, dude. Like it's just like I don't know if I can do it right now. I might need a breather from from Dark Souls games.
1: Yeah, I love all the bosses in Sekiro. The great ape fight was amazing. I think one of the most beautiful things about it is, at least for me, the second form like in his uh his second phase where his his head was cut off and shit. He was—he had a sword then. Yeah. So it was a lot. I found that a lot easier because he was in the giant monkey. I was like, well, I've been fighting sword people all game. I know how to block a sword, but when the fuck do I deflect this guy?
0: Well, the timings things. are weird, but you can legitimately deflect everything. You can deflect when he farts on you. Yeah.
1: You could learn it, but it, I found it so much easier learn the second phase because he has a sword. So Isn't like every, it so cool that it's
0: such a fucking brutal, psychotic fight, and he also poops and farts on you? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's brilliant. If they put, it's... like, how do they get that in there? No one talks enough about how this guy poops and farts on you, dude. It's, like, one of my favorite things. I think more enemies yeah. should have poop and fart-based attacks. And dare I say it, who's going to be the first developer to make a cum-based attack? <laughs> I'm just waiting for Scatsouls. Souls is going to be That's- fucking dope. You're exactly <laughs> right. I guess Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, you fight the Great Mighty Pooh. Do you remember that? Did you ever play Conqueror's Bad Fur Day?
1: I don't think I had it, but I, watched- <laughs> I think I watched a couple people play
0: it. Dude, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day on the N64, there's a part where you like go into a volcano or something, and you just fight a- an opera singing giant pile of diarrhea shit. <laughs> I remember That's the song great. he sings, it's really well done. Conquerors Bad is a cool game, but he's it's the great mighty pood. You just fight a pile of shit. Um mighty not enough games doing that. But they do that very obviously tastelessly. And I don't want to say it's tasteful when you fight the the great what's his, what's the ape's name? Is it great the great ape? The the great the what? Guardian Ape. Guardian Ape, that's it. He was super cool. I loved fighting him. Oh, you know what? And I, something I like about games, and this really ran, this is where it started to, to do stuff like that for me, is they have like a lot of things that they put in thematically. So I think when they have a, a really interesting theme across the game and they tie gameplay elements to it, for me, if you don't, it's super tough to do. If you don't tie gameplay elements to it, I completely understand. If you do, it is so hard to do and so hard to do well that it really enhances the game for me. So, Guardian Ape. You fight him, insanely difficult fight. You cut his head off with a very cool finishing blow thing, and you're like, neat. You walk away. The big surprise for everyone I unfortunately had seen videos of this by the time I played it, so I knew it was going to happen the first time I fought him. But he, he gets back up and he holds his head in his hand and he pulls out a sword, and you fight a headless guardian ape um, with a sword. And you're like, why is he like, they don't really have undead people in the game up to this point. And then you're like, why is he, why, what's what the fuck is happening? And then later on, you fight him and it happens again. You fight him again and he's got the, and he has his head off or whatever already. And there's a couple more people. And then you go, you get to a temple like the monk temple. And there's just like dudes that don't die. You kill them and they just get back up. And so like throughout the game, you just don't know. And then you get the mortal blade and it says like, and the mortal blade obviously ties into the fact that since, you know, the divine heritage, you can resurrect the, the blood of the divine heir allows you to resurrect. Um, and that's like, you know, the shadows die twice as you can resurrect yeah. once in a game. Oh, which we, we really even mentioned for as far as balance, you can die entirely of your entire health bar depleted and resurrect once and still and like the game is still balanced and difficult with this built into it, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so that that's like obviously the thematic portion I'm talking about where you can resurrect and then you get the mortal blade and no one can draw it because you die when you take it out of a sheath, you die, you stand back up and then you're able to keep it. Very cool, but then you re- the mortal blade also has like some text on it that says that it kills, it kills things like that cannot otherwise be killed. And the first thing I think of is to go back to the temple, and when you kill those, those undead creatures, he like pulls a big. Well, the one attacks you with like a centipede or something. He like pulls a centipede out of their head and f- stabs it and kills them. And then later on, when you go back to the second guardian ape fight, you can do the same thing. And so that really was like this, when they talk about lore in these games, I don't really pay attention when they deliver it in, in certain ways. They do it in this game great where there's very few actual cutscenes. All the like lore of the game is delivered just for, by talking to people from here and there. But then this is a really cool moment where there's undead creatures. You're technically undead. You get a blade that can kill the undead, and then you kill this like centipede thing that is clearly used like you know, controlling these creatures like a parasite and that and then it just ends they don't really explain what the fucking centipede is or where it comes from it just takes over a handful of things in the game you get a blade that can kill it and it's this really cool thematic moment that ties everything together completely without words they just deliver this thing to you and then you can kill these people it's completely unexplained but it's super interesting because they just like it, it's sort of like how a movie does it where they introduce something they don't explain it for a long time and then the explanation itself being tied to gameplay and items that you're picking up is like the explanation is this wondrous moment of like um, completion. Uh, Like, you know, it's like, Uh, leading notes, you know, musically like up to this point, and then you finally get that last one, and and you feel whole, and so for me, I'm not sure if you feel the same way, for me, that stuff really clicks in a big way, where like when I went back to the Guardian Ape room, and he just had, and he was just dead there, but his body was twitching, and then you go up to it, and you can, and you kill the thing, and then like, you get like a defeated message, and I was like, oh, this is like super interesting, and they just leave a lot of stuff like that on the table that you can completely miss.
1: Yeah, they do a great job. You can also, against Guardian Ape in the first fight, uh, there's a sequence of parries you can do where he'll do a big attack and he'll like fall down in front of you if you deflect that and mm-hmm. it's very noticeable where he like slumps like you, you get a huge block and he'll so there's a, a great sound design in this game so the sound of that block is just so satisfying and it's like this big hollow strike and he falls over and if in that moment you use the spear item cause, and uh, you have it set so you could attack and then pull back you'll pull the centipede out of the hole in his neck and it'll do a ton of posture damage and then you can attack him a few extra times. I did
0: months. not know that. I've never used it. Like I said, I didn't use a single prosthetic on the Guardian Ape. I, I really, honestly, one, I think one of my biggest talents as a gamer is I am incredibly stubborn and I'm also f- quite brutish in my methods and I really just uh, do the basic things and I bang my head against the wall and I eventually succeed. And that was how I beat I, Guardian I, Ape. I
1: I didn't know that either until I saw someone do it on YouTube. So, I just, I think most people probably wouldn't think, like, I that was, like, the spear is, like, why would I use the spear? I could just use my sword. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. I would, like, never use, I would never use almost any of the prosthetics. I would try to use the shuriken and uh, the axe if they had shields.
0: Yeah, I used the spear a handful of times. Whenever I had an opening, I would just really default to using my combat art, so I didn't really care about prosthetics a lot. And sometimes they would buy you some time. Like fireworks were actually probably my favorite at the end of the game because they stunned a lot of enemies, and they just sort of you could use it midair on a retreat or on a pull up, and it did buy you some time to get some extra stuff in. So that was like one of my favorites. But the the idea that they put it in, I love when developers put stuff in the game that you don't have to do because it feels very rewarding to figure it out on your own. A lot of games, I'll like go down a secret pathway, find an item and be like, this is so cool, I wonder how many people found this, I feel very rewarded and and awesome for finding this secret thing, and later on I find out that it's mandatory, and I'm like, oh, I'm not really, like, that kind of sucks, like, it was cool that I, obviously, probably thousands of people find the secret stuff still, but it's cool to not look it up and find it on my own, it's like a very nice feeling, so to do stuff like that in the game, I, I really like that they put that in, there's so much stuff that you can just completely gloss over, in fact, um, there's multiple endings to the game, um, different ways that you can complete it i did a i I don't know if i did a standard one but there's the you know the point when you go back up to the top of ashina castle and the owl is there and you, you have the moment where you can side with him or turn against him and i turn against him um you have to fight him and then it opens up the fountainhead there's like this whole big portion of the game at the end and then you fight um uh sword saint Ishin at the end, and you and Dumpster Donuts both told me that you just side with the owl there, and you have a completely different end game, and it ends like right there.
1: Yeah, you can side with owl, and um, Emma will try to kill you, and they'll, they'll all start saying that you're Shura, which is like a demon thing. Mm-hmm. Or you're just gonna kill people or whatever. And so Emma is like, well, I guess I have to kill you, and she tries to kill you. And so you kill Emma, you stab her in the fucking throat, mm-hmm. like everybody else. <laughs> She only has one health bar. That It's a really well-made fight, too, because Ishin, if you give her a certain sake, you can speak to her, and she'll tell you that Ishin is teaching
0: taught her. Taught her how to fight, because, and then you ask why, and she says because she's she's afraid of demons or something like that. She says she's, yeah, she, she, wants she wants to kill a demon.
1: She wants to kill a demon, and that's like referring to Shura or whatever. Yeah, it's
0: so very I'm, cool. Again, that's another really thematic, cool plot point that comes around only if you're like super invested
1: yeah and she fights a lot like Ishin. she has a lot of his moves and she she's fast but there's a sequence she she does like a flurry of strikes at you and you block the last one of it if you deflect a bunch of them in a row you'll like clash with their sword in like a like a short little cinematic way where you like push her off to the side and she's like very clearly off balance more than like any other enemy that you've ever fought yeah because she's like not actually experienced with sword fighting So, like, they do a great way, just in the animations, to show how much stronger you are than Emma if you just fight well. So if you just block her whole shit, you, like, push her to the side and she's wide open. And I thought that was very cool. You fight her, and then you just fight Ishin when he's old and still alive instead of when he's dead and When he climbs out of
0: Genitro's body or whatever. Which also is a cool fucking part. I'm going to get to that, actually, in one second. But you reminded me, too. Um, Thematically, again, such a fucking great thing is... um, Sekiro is like a super talented swordsman, like inarguably the best in Ashina or like the entire area. He's just the best swordsman. But when he wakes up from dying in the beginning of the game, he's like rusty. And you, you made me realize this, that when they talk about how they, they put it in, where through her animations, when you fight Emma, she's like a worse swordsman. And you can just tell it's not designed to be like a super tough fight because she's, she was trained by Ishin, but it's like a cool way that they put that in. And also when you fight Genichiro the first time in the field, He's like, you, you, you made me look back at it and it was like he, uh, he like pulls his blade out of his thing weird. Like he's, he's rusty from just being like reborn. And so you are a better swordsman, but they designed this fight again thematically, and you really wouldn't even know this until you go back and do it again, which is cool. Like they put that in as like a thing to notice on a new game plus, where you are a better swordsman. Technically, and it also works thematically as a meta game where you're a better swordsman when you come back and do it again, and you actually have the chance to beat him. But when he does it like in that cutscene, the reason why he loses there is because he's like out of practice, and he and he gets his fucking arm cut off. It's meant to do that.
1: And another thing that's cool you mentioned earlier that uh, you like how there's things that are totally optional because then you figure them out. I think I don't know if you ever went back and did it, but there's actually an entire extra boss fight that I didn't play until, like, my third playthrough of the game because I didn't know it was there. Where you fight your father again, but in Harada State.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I never went back into that one.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the best boss fights in the game. It's super cool and very satisfying.
0: Oh, another cool thing about that Owl, that you mentioned...
1: Owl will kill you. Yeah, so... If, if you try to stab him, it'll fucking... He has a Kiri counter just like you because you're fucking that he'll step on your sword and just fucking it does so much damage
0: so that yeah. is really cool too they mentioned it because you have well if you do the one if you if you say no to him at the top of ashina castle you have to fight him there and you said after that you can go back to the memory of harada and fight him again and you told me that he has a completely different move set which is absolutely insane for a developer to have the same battle be a different battle like different character and create an entire new move set especially considering like how hard uh how how incredibly hard it must be to like make these move sets for people to feel balanced and fun and also have them be cool
1: yeah he shares a few mute a few moves excuse me but uh he has a lot more moves i feel like he has like like twice as many moves yeah and it's uh it's very crazy he uses the firecrackers against you a bunch it's extremely dangerous he can do that in the first fight, but I've seen it happen like once. I yeah, he, him, like,
0: he usually so just like throws poison at you and smoke or something.
1: Yeah, and he also uses uh, Shadowfall, which is the the combat art that you could get. Yeah. Where you like they do you a dash and dive at them. He throws, yeah. like, he throws fire phoenixes at you, and you have to jump over them. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. But it's a bunch of moves he doesn't have in the regular fight, and they also in the free DLC they released, they came out with three. Uh, they call them Inner, so it's like Inner Genichiro, Inner Ishin, and Inner Father. And it's uh, new versions of all three of those bosses. Genichiro just, he had a couple of new moves, but uh, he had a combat art that you can get by by beating him. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, Like automatically uh, counter-lightning as well.
0: That's actually cool as fuck. And also the one you get from well, um, from Ishin when you beat him. So the way I did it again is I don't remember what the name of the ending is called, but uh, when you so they do stuff like this throughout the whole game, which is really cool. They like, sort of drip feed it to you where you beat Owl and like I'm not sure if it's before or after, but where when Ishin is normally in like a side tower of the Sheena Castle, and if you go outside of it, there's like a little box with a note in it, and it says that there's a second Mortal Blade called the Black Blade, and I remember telling you that I thought it was like an item you had to get that you would have later on, but it's not when you go to the, I mean, unless it is. And I, then there's like another secret ending, but I don't think so. When you get to the end and you fight, there's not, there is not. Okay. So when you get to the end, the way I did it, you fight, um, you fight Genichiro and he, he's like, Oh, I have the other mortal blade and he pulls it out and you fight him. And then he like, slices himself with it after his phase and Ishin is dead, but he like climbs out of Genichiro's body right there. And it is such a fucking cool way to, to put a character into the fight. Again, just like the cool shit they do just for it's like the sake of cool, the rule of cool, dude. Where you like you crush yeah. Genichiro and you're like, Cool, that was over. Why do you only have one health bar? And it's because you have a fucking three phase battle with Ishin and he climbs out of Genichiro's body like a fucking demon.
1: Yeah, it was extremely dope. Now, I thought the Asian fight was just so well-designed, because it starts off, you, like, have to fight Kanichiro, and by then, like, you're so used to fighting him. He doesn't have a lot of health in that form where he has all his armor off, and so you can beat him quick. Yeah. Like, really quick, and it's super satisfying to be like, well, this guy that I struggled with for the whole game, my, like, rival, now I can just crush him, like, super easily, and then get to the real final boss. Yeah. Like once, once you're in the flow of fighting Ishin, because, like, I think everybody that played, uh, Sekiro, probably also had to fight Ishin over and over and over again. Like I know we both did.
0: Yeah. Oh, also another cool thing is that part was completely unexpected because you just find Emma over Ishin's body at one point, and you're like, oh, he died. That sucks. He was cool because you keep seeing him throughout the game, and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the he's the samurai with the Tengu mask on that gives you the. Mission to kill the rats or whatever, right? Yeah, he is. And he names That's you Sekiro. Because then later on you find out because he calls you Sekiro and you're like, huh? And you're like all dumbfounded like an idiot about it, which is really cool. Um, but then he's dead and you're like, oh, damn, like he's dead. Owl's dead. I killed him. Like uh, I have to kill um, the divine heir. Like everyone's dying. Emma's just like going to chill here. You go to the, um, you go back to the main, the dilapidated temple and the sculptor's gone and you're like everything, like at the end of the game, it's really dire. Like everyone's dead, the place is on fire. Like everything's fucked. And then you go, and then like Ishin's like dead, and he comes, he gets, you know, brought back as like some sort of. I actually don't even know what happened, but he you have to fight him again. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't it was really better. understand it. No. No. Really, <laughs> really.
1: Cuts himself open with the Black Mortal Blade, and it's like his last wish was to summon Ishin.
0: Yeah. Is Isshin's dad?
1: Bloodline, but his like... His adopted grandfather. It's his adopted grandfather.
0: Oh, yeah, so... So it's not even like he
1: was the same bloodline to like use his blood to call yeah his kin blood or something corny like that. I don't really know how he did that, but he like wished on a... Yeah. Late.
0: And Isshin's like, hey, whatever. Sekiro, I kind of like you, but we got to square up dog. And you're like, all right, whatever. And that was another cool thing, because again, thematically, when you kill him at the end, when you, it, like, does the slowdown blow thing, and he says, like, thank you, or something like that. Or he says, well done, Sekiro. He's, like, happy yeah. to lose to you, even though he went all it's out really on you. It's
1: extremely cool, because, like, you have, throughout the game, you have all those extra death blows for all the bosses, and then each him gives you another one where, like, it's, like, super cinematic, and then, and you've already won, and then you're just, like, you've cut his stomach or whatever, and then you're just waiting for the cutscene to start, you're like, alright, and I'll red another like, death blow timer again. pops up but, yeah yeah and you're gonna kill him again and he just goes do it and then you cut him yeah like, he says he says well done.
0: done and you like and he's like on his knees because you've like fucked him up and then it pops up yeah he goes do it like that's such a fucking cool thing he's such a cool character like when you can even like that like the enemies like genichiro as a he's a cool boss but like as a character he's kind of just like a fucking lame He's just like, oh, I love, uh, I love Ashina so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, <laughs> dude. Whatever. And one's, like way more like three dimensional. Has like all these cool things going on. He's like mysterious, and he like, and he also cares, but he's just like off doing shit. And, being, and he's like, can I just have some sake? And he's like very, he's more diverse, obviously, and wanting you to succeed is interesting too. Um, even though he was like, I don't know, somehow bound by the.
1: The characters are so powerful, and the coolest thing, I think, it's a step up from Dark Souls again, where in Dark Souls, you're like, oh, this guy's powerful because he's eight times my size. Yeah. And he's got a giant axe, and he's standing in my way, and I'm just going to go over there. But in Sekiro, they actually built up a story because it's less, it's more, like, streamlined. It's not particularly linear, but, like, the straight paths that you go through most of the time. And it's
0: way less obtuse, I would say, in its delivery. Way less obtuse, that's a better way to put it.
1: And on top of that, uh, the bosses that you fight are just, they're men just like you. Like, they're the same size as you most of the time, except for, like, a few. And yeah. so it's, it's cool because you see them built up as, like, these storied figures where it's like, if you're not paying, like, much attention in Dark Souls. You can be like, who the fuck is Gwyn? Or Gwen? Like, what's the last... I still, last I still don't know
0: who he is. gotta beat it like five times. Wendland? Like, who the fuck <laughs> knows who that
1: guy is? But in Sekiro, you know who Ishin is. Like, you've... From the very first time you turn the game on, like, the opening cutscene is, like, about Isshin yeah. winning war and creating Ashina or whatever the fuck. So, like, you know who he is. It's, like, the only thing you've been hearing the whole game. And then you're like, oh, I thought he was dead. I have to fight him.
0: He's also an ally for most of the game. So you like never expect it. I think it's a really cool thing to happen because he's a super talented swordsman. You, you have to fight him, and he's never really opposed you in any way uh, until the end when you become enemies. Uh, it's a really cool way to do it, and it's also neat. Like I hate when you know because I you know you're thinking the entire time, oh I have to fight fucking Genichiro again. It's like whatever, dude. I already fought him th- twice, and I don't know, like who gives a shit about him by now? But then it's like a really cool way to introduce him as like a final boss, and not have it be like. Final Fantasy style Deus Ex Machina where it's like, oh, you thought you beat Genichiro? Here's God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was still pretty much here's God. Basically, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but like in a cool it way. because it, like,
1: it wasn't like Genichiro fused with God. And no. Like,
0: and he didn't like, again, he didn't have a fucking annoying speech. He wasn't like, and now I will be the ruler of the world once I take out you. And he throws his cape behind him. He was just like, hey, what up? And you pull the sword out. you're like, oh shit, dude.
1: Yeah, and they have a bunch of, like, and they have flavor text and all the items, just like Dark Souls. And about Ishin, they'll just be like, yeah, he just loved fighting. And Saki. That's fighting. all they talk about. And, like, the description for um his combat art, Dragonflash, it says, like, he got to, all he wanted was a fight to the death. And he got it, even in his last moments or whatever, thanks to Sekiro and shit. Mm-hmm. Or to the wolf or whatever and so it's like the dude's whole character is that he's really good at fighting that's the whole thing yeah and then so you have you to get fight to him top and top you're like, you know who he is
0: yeah like this makes sense he's why am i having so much trouble oh because this guy literally lives for this to die for this moment it's epic
1: yeah and them not they reuse genichiro to trick you into thinking oh i'm gonna fight genichiro's fifth form but yeah. they're like, no, nah, we're gonna give you a whole new boss. Again, you yeah, know, and like, he has like the head, so he has the black blade, it. and
0: so you're like, oh, what's he gonna do? He's gonna have super black blade powers, and you know, it kind of does, but it's kind of a throwaway fight. And they again, that's all like thematic. They've they planned a boss fight and all of the things therein based on, oh, we're gonna make it one round of Genichiro, and then you have to fight all of Ishin here, Ishin here, and it's like this is cool, It's cool as shit. They didn't have to do that, and they went above it's and beyond to do it. Done. It really is.
1: It's perfect because, especially because you're so good at fighting Genichiro by then. That like Ishin's hard, but every time you fight him, you get even better at fighting Genichiro. So you're getting a little bit of satisfaction, even if you're getting fucked up by Ishin over and over again. Because you're like, well, I can fuck up Genichiro without getting hit now. And having them
0: having them be back to back really highlights like how much better Ishin is because you start demolishing Genichiro over and over and over and then you're just learning the the phases of Ishin, and it's like, this is cool. This is cool as shit. Again, it's like another way where you like level up and you're not even like necessarily thinking about these things in the moment. It's like this secondary analysis where you're like, oh yeah, that was dope. I didn't even realize I was like thrashing Genichiro at the end until it's like, oh, I fought him fucking 20 times and I destroy this phase every time because you have to.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's such a brilliant way to keep it satisfying yeah even after like the hardest fight in the game
0: yeah talking about it now it makes me want to play more i'm just thinking about fighting the monk oh you know what i you know what's interesting too when you go to the i'm really bad with names you go to the underground village what's it called mebo mebo oh
1: yeah M-I-B.
0: yeah, yeah when you go there, there's like a point where you just go through an open field and there's like a ghost lady. And if you talk to her, she's like, where's the prince or whatever. And you're like, I don't know. And she's like, then die. And you have to fight her. And then the second time through, I, I just tried running past her. And she's like, don't you ignore me, dickhead. And you have to fight her anyway. And I was <laughs> like, well, what's this lady's deal? They do not explain this at all. And I kind of want to look it up. Do you know anything about it? Uh, yeah.
1: All I know is that it's like a little side thing. Where it's totally has no relation to anything outside of itself, really. But there's a guy at the very top. You know the hole you come out of at the beginning of the game? That's the way you can get down to Meebu. You, like, jump down the... You, like, fall down that hole. And then if you go to the Poison Swamp, and that leads to Meebu. There's so several the very ways. Top I never went that way. Yeah, well, at the very top of that way, there's this guy named, like, something with a J... But he's like, oh, I hear music. Oh, yeah, yeah. You talk to him, and if you... You can lure him to a dungeon. Oh, I told him... Oh, yeah,
0: I never did that either. I told him... He was like, I hear music. I was like, you should go investigate it. And I never talked to him again.
1: Yeah, so if you... You talk to him at each stage of his trip down there, like, as you go down to Mibu for the first time, he'll, like, be along with you, kind of. And he keeps saying he hears the music. And then, like, he hears the music, and then you still have to fight... That, that lady, her name's O-Rin, and then you, you can like turn around and go back to where he was, right outside her room, and he like drops a special item. Oh, what does he drop? Well, like, it's like um, it's a bundled Jesus statue. That there's stuff that it gives you a resurrection. Yeah. Again, but it's like it has like a special name because it's named after that guy. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Well, what else, what That's like just the weird... end of
0: that storyline.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's like it's just like a weird thing you can. Yeah. dude i
0: thought so like <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had already def- up
1: on that if you want
0: i had like gone up to the top and he's there and you like talk to him and it's like lure him to the depths or something and i was like yeah i guess i'll just pick that i feel very sinister right now why is it making me do this i don't yeah, know well what the option is
1: an abandoned dungeon where there's a guy standing outside of, i don't know if you talked to him but he asks you to get him something he asks you to get um a subject from the experiment on or whatever the fuck And so you can lure either him Or that You know that big fat dude outside the uh, Oh Tappaloo. that's
0: the other thing I did I never finished that because he's like I want a flower And I give him the multicolored pinwheel And then he's like do it Kill me or something and then I, I can't Interact with him anymore
1: Oh so you can use um, Divine abduction You know that prosthetic art No. If you read the description of it It's like uh, the fan
0: Dude I'm so dumb
1: if you read the description of this, is like really, uh, this isn't like spelled out in the game very well at all. But if you read the description, it says, like, that when you use divine abduction, it's the stuff that, like, turns people around. Yeah, it, it says, spins um, them around
0: for the death blow.
1: It says that they get spirited away. That's how they describe it. And that's what that fat dude no is trying to No, fucking
0: about. shit. He that's... goes, I heard
1: Shinobi can, like, spirit people away. So do that to me. So if you use that on him, he teleports down to where you fight the that folding screen monkey's mini boss.
0: What's the folding what you... screen monkey mini boss?
1: We haven't talked about it at all, actually. It's um, one of the weirdest bosses. It's like those four monkeys.
0: Oh, I did that, like, but you just like... That's a, like an entire stealth section or something.
1: Yeah, kind of. It's weird. It's like the weirdest thing.
0: It was very it's, weird.
1: It's strange. We it, could, like, that it felt out of really... place.
0: I forgot. It didn't really bother me because I, I succeeded oh God, instantly. Felt. But it's, it's entirely out of place. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it's weird. You have to. It's like all these signs that you can read for like hints on how it works, and you can kind of infer. It's like, oh, one monkey here is good. Yeah, yeah. I read all they, of them. It meant read.
0: nothing to me. I just killed the monkeys.
1: Yeah, but it's like easy enough that you can just kill the monkeys. But anyway, that's where that guy goes if you spirit him away. With the but, what does he do? You can also lure him. That he just hangs out there. and you get more. This life. part of the
0: podcast is this where I, Isaac just explains shit to me that I didn't understand from the <laughs> game. <laughs> You just
1: like talk to him and he's like, "Yeah, I love being here with the children of the forest or whatever the fuck they're called." And it's like those kids that are like dead. Like, yeah, they all those dead that kids that whatever. tried to
0: become gods or whatever the divine child the, or they experiments on. Yeah.
1: Whatever the fuck any of this means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're just saying shit right game, now, like, dude. Well, <laughs> The divine child. Like, we're just like oh my saying God, what kind shit. kind of pedophilia is this?
0: Yeah, no, it really is epic. Those pedophilic monks are like, let's get a bunch of little kids in here. We're gonna make them our sex slaves forever. <laughs> exactly.
1: What they and then doing. the
0: kid wins. The kid wins at the end. I think they're still alive. Yeah, one of them. One a- of them God. lived. They were trying to make immortality. Oh wait, you know this actually ties in with that stupid centipede thing we we're talking about because they're the centipede guys are in that tower and they're trying to make their own immortality potion and they. They didn't succeed, but they somehow got one kid to stay alive forever.
1: Yeah. Because he gives
0: you the mortal blade.
1: Yeah, they don't really explain how the fuck any of that works. No,
0: I actually think it's epic. I love ambiguity. I love when they don't explain stuff. It makes it way cooler. Because when you explain stuff too much, it kind of ruins it. They do this in so many things where they like... They're like, oh, yeah, addendum, by the way? This is going to be a 30-minute portion of the game where we just really poorly explain all this stuff. But right now, she's like, yeah, it's cool. They they made this kid immortal. How? Mm, the texts are lost. <laughs> Who cares? There's a
1: bunch of, like, dead bodies around the temple, so maybe they, like, did human sacrifice to call No, Michael. those are just... Those are other but people that never... they tried
0: to make immortal because they talk about how they did oh, it, word. like, on thousands of kids, and it just failed.
1: Word. But, so, yeah, I guess it's them. Yeah. But, yeah, that... So anyway, we were talking about the side quests. So that's one thing you can do with that guy. But you can also send him or that other guy at the top of the the well thing. You can do either of them you can send to the abandoned dungeon. Mm-hmm. And there's like a doctor, and you can come back and talk to him. And he asked you to go get uh, something from Mibu Village. Oh, I he remember that. Yeah. You bring that back, and then... um. Eventually, you can fight him and whoever you brought.
0: At the same time?
1: Yeah. That's they're neat. On, uh, they're on, like, a little island. And uh, when you're in abandoned dungeon, you're going to Semple Temple. There's um that little uh, cave water section. One of those islands, they'll both be on. They'll have, like, red eyes, and they'll try to kill Damn, you. Damn,
0: that's really neat. I thought I did a lot of stuff in this game, and I missed out on all of that, um, which is very cool. I legitimately love it because that's like a game like this, like with new game plus, you need something more than just playing the game again for replayability. And like that, I mean, that's just something I could do that I've never done before. Just extra bosses that are cool to fight and little. It's not really that hard to do. And anyway, you already have all the equipment, especially on new game plus.
1: Yeah, I just want to reiterate the owl fight is so dope that I played through the game twice and I had no idea that the fight was there. I had no idea that the whole section was there. I wouldn't have like, known really until you to told Arada. me. Why
0: would I? Why would you go back? It's such a cool thing. It's for people. It rewards people who want to explore more. If so, And people are caring about the themes and reading every little bit of lore. They go, oh, you know what? Maybe I should check. I did just fight Al. I thought he was dead. Why don't I go back and check Harada and see? Because he was dead there too. And like, do you get rewarded for that. It's such a really cool thing. I didn't think that because I was like, eh, whatever, dude. I'm, I'm stupid as hell, like I said. I just move forward and I attack everything in my way. Um, And that's one really cool way to do it. But for other people who are losers and nerds and like to read and shit, they also get rewarded.
1: Yeah, and they have a whole boss fight. A whole, like, really good boss fight. Yeah. Just hidden where you could totally play the game and never even know it might be there. That's sort of
0: like... That's another great thing about it, where, like, there's... I mean, I don't know. There's a handful of... It's probably five or more extraneous bosses that I never even encountered. That And I had a really complete and fun playthrough of the game that was like it, that it puts it one of my top games of all time for me. And I don't, I haven't even done all the content yeah. and I have a new game plus file currently going.
1: Yeah. It's like your old rules.
0: Yeah. It's a really good game. Um, yeah, I thought there was one other thing I was going to say, but I honestly can't remember. We touched on so many awesome things. Oh Yeah. The monkey thing was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, we both just forgot that happened.
0: It's a really weird section. You just have to sneak around a bunch of pagodas, and there's nothing there but four monkeys, and you just do a death blow on them. And one of them's like, it's like the hear no evil, see no evil classic thing. But, like, because one monkey has bad hearing, and one has bad eyesight, and one's invisible. Well, they also don't tell you about that one. That's actually kind of cool, too, thematically, because there's like four paper doors and like the one it, there's only three monkeys on them and then there's like there's four monkeys and then at one point i just turned around and there was like footprints behind me and i was like oh that's really neat he's just invisible
1: yeah it's very cool they just like oh i can just at the if you go into that and you know that monkeys are like now every time you ever do that again you can just turn around and slash as soon as the area loads
0: oh that's so fucking cool i love you just that.
1: Immediately kill that monkey. <laughs> it's like always behind you
0: i never figured out like what you're supposed to do it's like yeah one's sensitive to this i just like snuck around until i killed them there are a couple other monkeys actually randomly on the rooftops there but i just like i had a good time it was like a cool stealth section honestly i just like walked around until i killed these monkeys
1: yeah, it's an interesting like it's supposed to be more thematic boss for some reason.
0: Yeah, it was something. I mean, uh Dark Souls have pretty like as a staple thing they they do a couple gimmicky bosses throughout the whole thing. They've always oh, they done also that. had the
1: uh the divine dragon.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't like the divine dragon if we're being honest. It was kind of corny. He was, wasn't really a challenge in any way. The the like the theme of it was cool. The fact that he was gigantic and like what you do is neat and the way you like take a piece of his tear was really cool, but the fight was like you would just jump around the tree branches until he did lightning on you and you could like it was cool that he had a sword that was the size of the entire area you're in and you could parry it
1: yeah it was cool but for a boss at at the end of the hardest area called the fucking divine dragon it was a throwaway it was um
0: it was the easiest boss in the game
1: yeah it was disappointing for a boss yeah I think the monkeys are better than that boss.
0: Yeah, because so I, I hated the Fountainhead. It, the Fountainhead for me felt it it honestly did, unfortunately. I, I I wouldn't even count this as a flaw of the game because it's it is still like super polished. But they like take some stuff away from you in this part that I really don't like. They like, throughout the whole game, you can like get on rooftops and take different angles, and they just like don't have any grapple hooks on any rooftop in this segment, and you have to go through it like very specifically, which I don't like through like the entire section, and then you get to the second second section and the giant carp breaks the bridge. If you go into the fucking water the the guy with the lightning just kills you from anywhere yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, I hate right that the dumb. most
1: it doesn't matter if he can actually i pissed me off because I was like he can't see me. Like, if you like, go in the water, he starts terrain.
0: attacking you. It's really stupid. And, yeah, but
1: there's like a part behind the the first, like off to the left when you first get there, and I'm like, there's terrain between me and this guy. Like, yeah. How how the fuck is he hitting me? But it's just like a fixed thing. Like, yeah, they just go go program in the it in. And I, you haven't killed this many boss, you get electrocuted. It's
0: really weird. I I there, that's like I honestly don't even count it as a flaw because the game is so good and Fountainhead's not that bad. It's just like the weakest part of the game, I think it's just really like, cause there is still cool enemy design. There's those weird, like wimpy guys with the robes on that like make you feeble, which is weird. And it's not anywhere else in the game as well. Yeah. And the fountainhead dudes look like cool little mini dragons and they like dance around like a bunch of sick freaks. That was neat. The carp thing I wasn't in love with, but it is very cool. Thematically again, it's like a mini snake and they do it for a very small portion of the game. There's a giant carp yeah. that will eat you in the same way. Um, it was fine. You have to go through the gate like the level very specifically, which bothered me. Like the rest of the game you could like grapple here, go here, hide here, go under the thing, go around, stealth kill this guy, retreat, go a different way back up the second way. And then Fountainhead was like pretty straightforward. Like you really couldn't go yeah. anywhere.
1: It's like you do stealth and like there's a part you can go inside the roof for one section of it, but it's like here do But this even the
0: next like, section oh. where the Shichiman Warrior yeah. was, like you have to go through the carp section. You have to get in the water, you have to go past yeah. it, and then you come up behind and it like unlocks a uh, shortcut that you never use because why would you ever go back to Fountainhead? It makes no sense. They do it. They still do cool stuff there, but that, that part was like, kind of weak. But it doesn't really matter. It, it bothered me because it was like at the end of the game and I kind of... like it. If it was a cooler area, it might have been like good, but the game was already like 100 by then. I don't really think it takes away from it that much.
1: Yeah, it's the weakest area, but it's still... It's not like how Dark Souls had lost easily. easily yeah like it's not that bad
0: it's like it's shades of it honestly it felt like that i always say this when we talk about dark souls one where lost easily felt like they got they literally did it at the end of the game and they were like yeah i'm tired can we just finish this area it felt very slapped together without as much thought as the rest where it's like big open areas uh really yeah. stupid the same enemy repeated 50 times like just drop them in it's like have you ever been in like a a map maker in any video game that you can make a map maker and you're like goofing around the very first time you're just like figuring out what you could do and you like pick a wall piece and you put 700 of them and you pick an enemy and you pick 700 of them you're like that looks good Mm. because you're stupid it's like that's what they did there it's like all those weird t-rex guys yeah and it's it's shades of that it's shades of that in fountainhead where it's like the again still not bad somehow but it is like very tacked on it felt like
1: yeah, I just shades of that because uh, I think the enemy placement is still uh, pretty well thought out, mm-hmm. especially for the, the section when you were talking about, like the that section where you can't um, grapple up to the top at all, like until you get to the end. Once you get past it, there's a grapple. You can grapple backwards, yeah. Now you can go. There's like guys on the roof. There's that bull that you could fight.
0: I never did that actually.
1: You never fought the bull. Not in oh, Fountainhead. So you can, yeah, so if you grapple back, you know the area where you have like right after. There's all those lightning dogs, and then there's the area I'm talking about. Yeah, you like stuff. it's
0: like kind of open, and everything's like in water or whatever.
1: Yeah, I keep saying all oh, the stealth. You don't have. You can just run. Through Is a it? Light, b- but it's before have, the carp. It's right
0: before the carp.
1: Yeah, right before the carp. Yeah. So where the, that old lady's talking about her
0: husband or whatever.
1: Yeah, past that, if you turn around before you cross the bridge, yeah, a grapple point, and over if you're facing. Away from the bridge, he's on the right side of the whole area. So there's this like a over bowl? On the side. There's a whole bowl, Yeah, it's called the soccer Bowl. and you could kill it, and it drops a prayer beat.
0: Is it like the fire Bowl from early in the game?
1: Yeah, it's just like that. I never did that. I didn't. It's, like, that's got crazy. Purple stuff instead of fire on its horns, but you can stealth kill it.
0: Purple stuff, dude. He's you got stealth cool. Stealth kill it, but you have
1: to use um, <laughs> yeah, purple stuff. Uh, you can stealth kill it, but you have to use firecrackers and it'll freak out and run into a wall, and it'll fill its entire posture cage up and fall over.
0: That's really neat.
1: Walk up and kill it.
0: Damn, I never did that. There's some other stuff I have to do now. Um, But besides that, this is, again, a a, a testament to how good the game is that I did not really like Fountainhead, and the game is... I I wouldn't even count it as a flaw because the the game is just so well done, even with that part in there. Um, Yeah. But just, again... You can do the basic combat, the 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 standard gameplay loop, take it through to any point in the game, get a complete ending, have an awesome end fight, and feel really good. There's three other endings for people who want to explore more. There's tons of hidden lore and secrets and bosses and just so much cool thematic stuff that ties it all together. I had a blast playing it. Um, if you've never played Sekiro, you have to. If you've played Sekiro and you gave up, you're a loser, and you, I, I'm taking your gaming card away right now. And if you played it and beat it, rise up, gamer.
1: Hell yeah, brother.
0: Oh, and that, you also told me you can hand in the bell on your second one and make it harder. That's another thing that, that you can actually make this game harder. <laughs> they don't, oh, they don't yeah. add easy mode, but they are. There are several ways you can make it harder. If you hand in your charm on new game plus, you can, you take chip damage on block.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes you deflect everything instead of just.
0: Yeah, and you could also like. ring the demon bell at the monk temple, to make it yeah. harder as well.
1: Make like new game plus, like it increments to one new game plus. Well,
0: like you could do that whenever. Oh, dude, and there's that mini boss on the bridge in the monk place where you have to kite him off the off the bridge to kill him. He's like a he's like an English guy in armor.
1: Oh yeah, and for he's Robert. he's like
0: for Robert. Yeah, well, and he just like is eight feet tall and he's wearing a full suit of English armor and a giant claymore. And he does insane amount of posture damage. And what you have to do is break his posture. Oh, so when you're fighting him, it's really cool. He like has these big wide swings and he'll break open like swaths of the bridge wall. And then when you get a kill move on him, it just like pushes him, and he like gets back up and he's like, you won't be able to kill me with that pussy ass blade. And then you're like, what the fuck do I do? This never happened before. And then if you kill him, then you realize, like, oh, I got to do it by the, by the fence piece he broke out. And then you push him off the cliff and he dies.
1: Yeah, that was like super cool. But like it's kind of, it, you're right that you never did it before. And you also never do that again.
0: Oh, that's the another one of the gimmicky Dark Souls things that they throw in, where it's you're never trained how to do it. You have to figure it out in the moment, and you never use it before or after, which is very weird. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> but okay, I I didn't think it was hard to figure out, and at this point in the game, you're pretty good at like parrying. So he does a fuck ton of damage, but it's still not that hard really to beat. And I also thought it was really cool to figure it out. I don't think that everything, uh, unfortunately we've talked about this before too. Ego Raptor poisons everyone's brain when he did the fucking sequelitis and everyone thought they knew everything about game development from that. And he's actually a dumb bitch and most of his points are wrong and he's stupid. But I don't think that, there's no like, he acts like every part of a video game is Chekhov's gun. Like if they show something in a game, it doesn't need to be built up for another technique and it doesn't need to have, like I th- I'm fine with a single use gimmick. It's cool. Cause like, because yeah. otherwise then they have to shoehorn in like throwing off bridge enemies or something. And it's like, yeah, this sucks. I don't want to fucking fight these guys. It's cool as a one-off and it's, I don't think so punishing that it's too hard to learn in the fight.
1: Yeah, well, it's certainly not like a Chekhov's gun because the checkouts gun is still use your sword to fight enemies. Like you were still, even though it's a different thing, it was only slightly different. You just had to attack them from the correct direction when you got the death blow. And in, in a way, it kind of taught you, oh, when you have the death blow thing, like you have some time, you can reposition. And yeah.
0: You can do stuff here with this. But I, I meant it in the fact that like just because that they show something in a game doesn't mean that it's gonna be like repeated use. I think that's fine. I don't think it's a sign of like bad game design if there's a one time gimmick because it could just be a oh. cool thing. It's just like a it's like a cool moment in the game that I mean it gives that part so much originality. You never see an enemy type like that, they don't fight like that, and you don't have to kill anyone like that ever again. And it makes this part wholly unique and special.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do a great job yeah that fight is very cool
0: yeah he also just walks his when he walks out to like meet you is really cool it's like very cinematic you walk on the bridge and he just like stomps into the view from like a balcony and he's like and he talks through his mask so he's always like robert or whatever the fuck he's doing all the time (laughs) (laughs) he's always talking about his son or something I i feel like that's cool
1: that whole area rules. They have really good level design where like there's a lot of different ways to get to a place.
0: Oh, yeah. And dude, Those right after that, friends. you go up the hill and they've never done this before where you fight like regular guys with shields and there's like a giant guy with a club who also has a shield and he also has a guy casting magic next to him and there's also another guy hiding behind a rock there. Like It's such a fucking cool part. And there's like dogs right before that. There's just enemies nonstop throughout the game but they do it in, in cool ways.
1: Yeah, and you can take a cliff like to skip Half that, that hole, yeah. that mountain. You can and like, skip
0: it, that if you go into one of those temples, you fight the long neck centipede giraffe guy or whatever the fuck his name is.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, there's a lot of optional mini-bosses yeah. where you can just... Yeah, I'm not fighting that guy.
0: Well, I mean, you might not even stumble upon it. Well, that's that's my thing. On, huh? Do you have any last words for Sekiro? I'll let you get the last word in.
1: Uh, One of the best games ever made. Yeah. If you don't play it, you're a bitch. That's all I gotta
0: say. That was great, dude. All right, next time, I think we're... Next episode is gonna be on... Um. Gay sex, I think. Do we say we we're gonna talk? We're gonna switch off games for a week. Did we say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, we have nothing else planned. We'll figure it out. Thank you guys for listening about Sekiro. Um, go play right now, or else I'll be mad at you. Bye.
1: Bye.